This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, June 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Water fees go up. Relief as tariff threat ends. And GE wheat found in Washington. Water fees to rise as much as 23% for farmers. Fees for water right permits will soon go up by 16 to 23%. Fees for the Irrigated Lands Program will go up 11.4%, that following two years of increase of 16.9%. The State Water Resources Control Board will discuss those fees in a meeting tomorrow. Stakeholders involved in the meetings want to put a stake in the ground and find out where our fees have gone over the past decade, that according to Gualco Group's Bob Gore. They will ask the state to run an audit to track the fee money on those programs. On SGMA, Gore said Water Board staff had also assumed that ag lands would continue to increase by 200,000 acres over the coming years, diluting the burden and lowering fees. But he said that didn't include the anticipated fallowing of at least a half million acres due to SGMA. The case for an SGMA economist. Agriculture in California has a half-life, according to Jim Houston, the administrator for the California Farm Bureau. He explained it as a linear progression towards reduction that never ends. Houston was speaking to the State Board of Food and Ag last week, making the case for funding to support rural communities once SGMA takes effect next year. Houston reasoned that ag is seeing higher barriers to entry, more regulation, lower margins, and less labor and water. He said this has led to more consolidation in larger companies in the industry, the direct opposite of what many consumers in the state want. He told the board, It's hard for me to reconcile the fact that we as a state spend billions in planning for urban areas, but we haven't spent a dime on SGMA. He said an economist is needed to build strategies for the state in mitigating the regulatory impacts and giving the rural community a voice. Urban communities benefit from ag, and if that bounty goes away, we will not recognize California, he said. Food and Ag Secretary Karen Ross added that her department is the best place to study and implement programs for rural California. In these regions, ag is the dominant economic driver and leads to many benefits as an integrated system, including infrastructure, support, quality education, and job training. And on that note... The topic of the discussion was Assembly Bill 417, which proposes a rural development program and an economist to study SGMA. That bill will be heard in the Senate Ag Committee next week. By the way, the U.S. had its second wettest month on record in May. That, according to the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, the past year has now been the wettest 12 months on record. Precipitation has averaged at or above normal through much of California, the Great Basin, and the Southwest since the start of the current water year, that October 1, 2018, according to the National Weather Service. Basin average snow water content is also above average across those areas, ranging from 103% to 437% of average. Purdue to Southern Farmers, don't torpedo USMCA. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue is trying to tamp down some of the anger coming from Southern fruit and vegetable farmers after U.S. negotiators failed to protect them from Mexican competition and the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. 
Purdue told reporters during a trip through Florida and Georgia Friday, I plead with them not to try to torpedo USMCA. Southern Tomato, Blueberry, and other producers desperately wanted USMCA to include a seasonality provision to make it easier for U.S. produce farmers to file anti-dumping cases against Mexican exporters, who they claim are flooding the U.S. market with product at below market prices. Purdue stressed that both he and U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer fought to include the provision in USMCA, but were unsuccessful, and it was cut near the end of the talks. Purdue said, many people are acting as if they lost something. They haven't lost anything. We were just not able to get it across the finish line to help them. EPA gets input on ESA regulation. EPA's latest attempt to streamline, critics would say short-circuit, the Endangered Species Act consultation process with regard to pesticides is the subject of a public hearing today. Industry and environmental representatives are expected to testify, with the former arguing that EPA's recently released draft document provides a solid basis for determining when the agency should consult with federal wildlife agencies on the effects of pesticides on listed species. Environmentalists likely will argue that EPA is looking for any way possible to avoid having to consult with the Fish and Wildlife Service or National Marine Fisheries Service. As AgriPulse Steve Davis wrote last month, neither FWS nor NMFS has signed off on the EPA document, suggesting there may be differences over whether EPA is on the right track. USDA announces unauthorized GE wheat. U.S. Department of Agriculture disclosed Friday evening that some Roundup-resistant wheat plants have been discovered growing in an unplanted field in Washington State. There is no genetically engineered wheat approved for the market. USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service tightened its oversight of GE wheat trials after earlier detections of biotech wheat plants. The agency said in the initial version of a statement Friday that the latest detection was the result of events that occurred before those regulatory changes were made. That sentence was later removed from the statement. That wheat never entered the food supply, according to the agency. Well, this week in Sacramento, today at 2.30, Assembly Natural Resources will take up SB 307 on a controversial water project in the Mojave Desert by Katie's Incorporated. On Tuesday, tomorrow at 8.30 in Holtville, the CDFA and UC Davis will host California Good Agriculture Neighbors, the Produce Livestock Interface Workshop. At 9 a.m., Assembly Public Safety will take up SB 224 on including stealing ag equipment as grand theft. On Wednesday the 12th at 9.30, Senate Labor, Public Employment and Retirement will take up AB 589 on document servitude, AB 1124 on respirators for outdoor workers during wildfires. At 11, the Almond Alliance hosts the Almond Festival at the state capitol. Then for Thursday the 13th at 8.30 in Stockton, the CDFA and UC Davis will host California Good Agriculture Neighbors, the Produce Livestock Interface Workshop. At 9.30 in Lodi, the Almond Board will host the Food Quality and Safety Symposium. At 10 o'clock, the Air Resources Board will host a workshop on funding for clean transportation incentives. Well, here's today's She Said It. When you guys leave and are out talking about a job message for rural America, 
I will be left with the mess and dealing with the actual jobs. But you guys sure got a good story in the New York Times. That Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota, in an outraged email sent to then-Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack in the final days of the Obama administration, the email being cited as evidence that the Trump administration was on firm ground when it reconsidered an environmental decision in her home state. Well, that is Daybreak West for this Monday, June 10th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Allen.